Tucker Carlson just committed a greater sin than the January 6th footage that he was, I think we can all agree at this point, commanded by the upper echelon of Fox News, Paul Ryan, etc. to stop airing. We've got some stuff you've got to see from Biden in Ireland. Trust me, you want to see this. And we got President Trump showing why we need him back in the White House and saying very important things without saying it. We've got quite a bit, folks, so please strap in. Welcome to Open Source News. This is the later edition. Let's start off with this news here. The mother of the Louisville shooter actually was on the phone, panicked with 911 at the same time that her son was committing the heinous crimes of, well, heinous crime, but multiple people shot, killed, and injured. This is, uh, this is really sad. The Louisville bank shooter's mother was informed of the unfolding situation as she made a tense 911 call saying she'd heard her son was heading to the bank with a gun. So when it was originally came out, I didn't know the whole story. I said, hey, I, I really hope that the mother acted on this information. As I, re as I reported earlier, she was left a note. And then the he had left a voicemail for the roommate. It looks like the roommate called the mother and they were trying to thwart and stop this. Okay, thank you. You're all right. 911 operator valve, where is your emergency? Yes, my, um, I could probably, my son might be, he probably had the gun and he's heading toward the old national at, uh... Yeah, the, uh, the audio's a little muffled, so let me just read it, let me just read this to you. Gunman Connor Sturgeon's mother, Lisa, sounded shaken as she tried to warn police after hearing about his plans from his roommate in the newly released emergency call. My son might be, because he has a gun and he's heading to the old national bank, this is his mother. I'm sorry, I'm getting details secondhand. Oh my Lord. I don't know what to do. I need your help. He's never hurt anyone. He's really a cool kid. He's really a good kid. They're always good kids, right? Until they murder a whole bunch of people. The dispatcher then asks her if she knows what he's doing, but the frantic mom says she has no idea. I don't know. I don't know anything. He doesn't even own a gun. I don't know where he got a gun. His roommate called me. He was concerned. I don't know what I'm doing. And when you hear the call, he, he says that maybe he got the gun from his girlfriend She's really confused because he doesn't even have a firearm. The mother confirms that Sturgeon was an employee at the bank and told the dispatcher she was planning to head to the bank. That was very interesting. Okay, all right. Have your name and number in here, and if officers have additional questions, we'll give you a call back, but I'm going to let them know, okay? Oh, okay, so she's like, what, what do I do? Just go to No, I don't want you to go to the location, okay? I'm, what, no, I don't want you to go to the location, ma'am. Okay. Because at this point, the mother didn't know that it had already started, that the shooting, that the incident had already started. She didn't know. She thought maybe he, she can go there and talk him out of it or, or maybe intercept him. I mean, let's pray for this. Let's play for this, uh, for Lisa, Connor Sturgeon's mother. She, she, I mean, this, can you imagine this? This is the legacy that you've left. And I don't know if she was a good mother or a bad mother. Sounds like she's being a great mother here, trying to thwart and stop her son from committing a crime. And even willing to go to the place to stop it. She's not aware it's happening as she's speaking to 911. Right. I don't want you to go to the location. 
We have a we have a situation that's going on down there right now. We've already had calls from other people, and I do not need you to go to the location at this time. Okay, it's dangerous there. You've had calls from other people, so you go to there. Yes, at Old National Bank on East Main Street, we have, and I'm advising you not to go to the location because it is an unsafe situation, and officers are already at the location, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. So so sad. Such a sad. This is there's it's just sad all along all, all, all the whole the whole story sad but I, I don't know I just really feel horrible for this mother okay uh, just just this headline alone caught my attention and I wanted to share it with you former principal loses superintendent job for calling women ladies so I mean you, you folks you just can't be woke enough you put your pronouns he she him, her, they, them. Uh, don't forget that the uh, the the shooter here. This is Connor Sturgeon with his mother Lisa Sturgeon. He made sure that uh, you know he was not a Trump supporter. He was a supporter of BLM, and he made everyone know know by putting it on social media that he was a he him. So this pronoun extremism shows that you can't be woke enough. Now, me, a biological male, I can say that I want to be called a he, her, or she, her, sorry, or a he, her. And that's fine. But a man calls two biological women ladies and he gets fired. The use of the word ladies in addressing two female officials caused a Massachusetts school board to rescind a job offer for a superintendent to the district's former principal, igniting social media backlash, street rallies, a recall petition, and even death threats. Shame on the school committee for participating in cancel culture, wrote uh, someone on Facebook, slamming the decision to recant the job offer to Vito Perone, who currently serves as an interim superintendent at the nearby West Springfield schools. He announced publicly that he had the board had rescinded their offer in an executive uh, session because he had committed a microaggression by sending an email to the committee chair, Cynthia K., and the committee's executive assistant, Suzanne Colby, in which he addressed them with the greetings as Dear Ladies. I mean, did they was that microaggression? Was that like some kind of like low-key assault on them? Because, you know, he put Dear Ladies, but maybe they heard that as Hey Ladies, you know, in that creepy, uh, stalky, rapey kind of way. <laughs> I mean, folks, he was being... I mean, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, he was being polite. He was being chivalrous. Oh, I can't. That's right. Chivalry is part of the patriarchy. He says that as a case of double standards, picture a woman applicant who used the term ladies to address these women. No one with blink twice or a woman applicant who is e- who's emailing males and she and she emailed gentlemen. No one would blink twice. Probably true. But here's the thing. He doesn't even have a background that implicates, that indicates in any way, shape, or form that he is not woke. As a matter of fact, uh, he grew, he, one of his jobs is before was he was in charge of the uh, some woke thing. Oh, my gosh. I lost it here. He... Uh, as part of his current job in West Springfield, Peroni is a designated coordinator for the school's non-discrimination policy tailored to meet Title IX requirements. 
I grew up in a time when ladies and gentlemen was a perfect was a sign of respect. I didn't intend to insult anyone. Wow. And and and, and he was in part of his job title previously was a part of the school's non-discrimination policy. That patriarchy will get you every single time, apparently. Every single time. Sarah Huckabee Son uh, Sanders doing great work. The failed public safety status quo ends today in Arkansas. No more revolving doors in our prison. No more weak sentencing. No more unsafe streets. The Protect Arkansas Act is now the law of the land, empowering Arkansas, Arkan Arkansans. Ar Ar How do I not know this? My brothers and sisters from Arkansas with a safer, stronger state. Arkansans? Arkansans? This is what the Protect Arkansas Act had. It would prevent people who committed first-degree murder, aggravated robbery, CP possession, or 21 other felonies from being released early if their crimes were committed after 2024 when it goes into effect. So it can't be retroactive. I mean, this is, this is a bill banning parole for rapists, murderers, and traffickers. The legislation will also require people convicted of several other felonies, including ma manslaughter or fentanyl delivery, to serve at least 85% of their prison sentences. She's making news. She may not support Trump right now or whatever the case be, but she's making news, doing a great job. This morning, I reported on the livestock uh, f uh, destruction and fire we had. And I, I didn't report on this. We have an Indiana fire at a recycling plant. Okay, that's not a food processing plant. But it is, interestingly enough, it did result in 2,000 residents being told to evacuate or shelter in place. And what's interesting is this is, the, uh, this is not too far from the border with Ohio. Man, my, uh, my Ohio brothers and sisters are not getting any breaks. Not getting. Wayne County EMA said the evacuation order applied to residents and persons within a half a mile of the fire. Those inside the zone will be advised to keep windows closed and pets inside. Wow. Nothing to see here, folks. Fires, food destruction. That's just normal for 2023. And this one just, oh, frustrated me. This is why people ask me often in the comments, hey, BCP, will you uh, promote this GoFundMe or this Go, uh, Give, Send, Go for this cause or whatever? And I'm like, who, who's doing this? Because there's a lot of fraud out there. An organization raked in 141000 but pocketed nearly all of that amount instead of using it to help East Palestine, Ohio residents struggling with toxic fumes and contaminated water after a train derailment and fire, the state top lawyer official, law official says. I didn't read you the headline. I, I, uh, I apologize. Bogus charity stole $131,000 meant for toxic rail, derail, toxic rail derailment, Ohio lawsuit alleges. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yoss filed a lawsuit alleging that a Latonia, Ohio man named Mike Peppel has listed donations to a nonprofit organization that he founded last month but delivered the money away from its intended purposes. Peppel represented that donation to his Ohio Clean Water Fund would be used to provide residents with emergency aid and bottled water. Instead, when money poured in from more than 3,000 donors, 
Peppo and others kept all but $10,000. The idea that someone would so brazenly exploit a natural disaster, a natural situation, a disaster situation, excuse me, and the good hearts of people who want to help is unconscionable, the Attorney General said. I'm mad as hell about this, and we're going to make sure this sham charity gets shut down. These people are, are born, every, scam artists are born every minute. But hey, folks, we got sham, we scam artists in the government, in the banks, in the financial system, in the underworld, the criminal underworld, and the criminal overworld, meaning those overlords in D.C. and in the governor's mansions and state legislative houses throughout the nation. By the way, folks, please go and check out my latest episode, episode 317. It's You don't have to be a paid supporter to watch it. it it's why I couldn't sleep last night, what's on my mind. You want to check it out. Episode 317, that's episode. That's season 3, episode 17. You can catch it at therealbcp.com, bcpextras.com, or bcppodcast.com. I want you to check it out. This is what's keeping me up at night or got my brain a-churning. And in that video, number 317, I talk about how there are certain things that are going to happen worse than they've happened in the past because, once again, there have been no consequences for these evil actions of people. When you don't punish crimes, you incentivize criminals to create more crimes. You give them a perverse incentive. Especially when not only are they not punished, but they're rewarded for their crimes. Once again, for full context of how that situation applies, make sure you check out episode 317. Okay, this is Important news, the Department of Justice has begun to provide lawmakers access to the documents recovered from the homes of Biden, Pence, and Trump following a pressure campaign from senators threatening to withhold funding according to a source familiar with the situation. So look, the power of the purse really is something that Congress can use. Now, the documents were provided to the, uh, the Gang of Eight. The Gang of Eight, of course, you got Marco Rubio and Mike Warner, I believe, on the Democrat side, plus their staff and, those, and other people. The documents were provided to the Gang of Eight, comprised of the top four leaders in Congress and the head Republican and Democrat from both the Senate and House Intelligence Committees. They include a set of documents found in the home of former Vice President Mike Pence. The capitulation comes after months of complaints from lawmakers and assurances from both DOJ and the, and the intelligence community, which argued turning over such sensitive documents was complicated by the appointment of two special counsels reviewing the matter. They're running the running relationship with, with a committee that has always been very responsible and a very good working partner with them, said Senator Marco Rubio, the top Republican on the committee. So let's see what happens. Let's see if there's no leaks from the Democrat side. That's why I, I mentioned this story, because if we get any leaks on what's on those classified documents found at Trump, Biden, and Pence homes, we can start pointing probably to the Democrats in the legislature that had access to this information. By the way, folks, just want to let you know that the IRS are using that money to prioritize enforcement, including criminal investigation for certain assets. Once again, go over to episode 317. I don't really talk about it over there, but 
in that episode, I talk about what's coming up. Um, and some people are probably going to want to buy more cryptocurrency, more gold, more silver, that type of stuff. And we're seeing here the IRS is pretty much going to start villainizing people for having non-dollar assets. I wonder why. I wonder why. That's it. Just want you to let you know that the the uh, IRS is prioritizing enforcement of people that have, let's see, specifically, not just uh, cryptocurrencies, but uh, NFTs. Where in the article is that? Let me just. Digital assets include convertible, virtual currency, cryptocurrency, stable coins, non-fungible tokens, and other digital representations of value, according to the IRS website. The IRS treats digital assets as property and requires taxpayers to report taxable gains or losses from digital asset transaction. I thought they were going after the rich. You know, there's a lot of just regulars, smos and joes, that have bought cryptocurrency. IRS going after us. Okay, check this out, folks. Let's get into the really interesting news here. Look at this. What is this? Police Service of Northern Ireland. James, why are you showing me this? This doesn't make any sense. Biden secret security document found laying in streets. The incompetence, the incompetence. Embarrassing side story to Biden's visit. A detailed itinerary of the president's North Island trip, including details of his accommodation and the phone numbers of senior uh, North Irish officials involved in security, has been found on a street in Belfast. Wow. Northern Ireland police confirmed that the security breach around Biden trip after document found in the street. So they have authenticated and said, yep, this really did happen. Police in North Ireland are admitting to a security breach after a document reportedly containing details of officer deployments in the city of Belfast, where President Biden is visiting Wednesday, was found on the street. The BBC is reporting that a member of the public called into one of the radio programs on Wednesday morning to say that he found the five-page document, which he says is marked sensitive and has details such as road closures and police contact information. I don't know. Maybe the guy had it folded up and put it in his back pocket and it fell out. Who knows? They were, the police service of Northern Ireland were aware of the security breach. We take the safety of visiting dignitaries, members of the public, and our officers and staff extremely seriously and will put the appropriate actions in place. Okay, let's get into some wackiness. Uh, check this out. What do you think you're seeing here? Joe Biden is reported is uh, appears to push the PM Prime Minister Rishi Sunak out of the way to greet someone else as he lands in Belfast. Tell me if you see it that way. Getting off Air Force One in the last half an hour or so, shaking hands with Rishi Sunak, who was there on the tarmac to greet him in the whip. Getting off. Getting off Air Force One in the last. Getting off, getting off. Right there in the very beginning. Getting off Air Force One in the last half an hour or so, shaking hands. Interesting. That does look like Joe Biden is shoving the PM aside to shake this dude's hand. Getting off Air Force One in the last half an hour. Hey, when Joe Biden does it, it looks like a total jerk move, a prick move. Uh, but uh, let's not forget, the uh, President Trump did this to the uh, Prime Minister, what was it, of Hungary? 
back in the day. Made him look like a boss. I'm sorry, I don't know why. Trump does something, he looks like a boss. Biden does something, he looks like an idiot or just crude or rude. You can call it a double standard, that's just how it appears to me. Brussels, five, uh, Brussels, May 25th, 2017. <laughs> Do you guys miss that? Push it away. It almost seems like comedic or out of a, of a movie. Who did it better? Biden? Getting off Air Force One in the last half. Biden pushing Sunak out of the way. Getting off Air Force One in the last half an hour. Or President Trump. I don't know. Got to have a little levity, folks. By the way, please like, share, and subscribe. That really helps us out. So we had another Joe Biden again telling people not to jump. Weirdest thing he has. I mean, we can count the quirks. They're obvious, and he's consistent with them. Sniffing hair, touching people inappropriately. And anytime there's people on any sort of balcony or raised platform or elevated, he's got to tell them. Just don't jump over don't jump. That's just a weird thing he's always saying. At least he's consistent in his wackiness. All right, folks. Uh, before he took off to go to Ireland, Joe Biden was given a whole bunch of softball questions. Uh, he was asked about who would be accompanying him and why. Really? Now you're going to buffer? C-SPAN, really? Twitter, really? Yes. Anything you can say about his case? Well, you know, priority on this trip. That's the main thing. And it looks like we're going to have members who hadn't been there before. So he's, uh, Joe Biden is asked here if he's going to have family members with him, as I reported earlier, took his sister and Hunter Biden. But here's why he's taking them. But we're going to see this as a lie. Keep your fingers crossed. Is your family coming with you? Just two of my family members. I haven't been there before. Just two of my family members. I haven't been there before. No, Hunter Biden was there to be a handler for his dad. Do you remember I showed you uh, on Monday from the Easter egg roll that Hunter Biden was there guiding his dad and what have you. Hunter Biden is now Joe Biden's handler. We're seeing him handle Joe Biden more than Jill. We saw it again today in Ireland. Hunter Biden steps in to help his dad understand the question he's being asked by a group of kids. I guess he doesn't understand Irish English. Kid clearly is asking him, Joe Biden, what's the secret of success? 20 seconds in and he doesn't, I mean, Hunter's one, hey, the, this, this child here has a question for you. And then Joe can't answer it. 
And Hunter Biden's got to come in and go, Dad, he has a question about what's the secret to your success? So, of course, Joe Biden gives a brilliant answer. So, of course, the key to success. Yeah. You know what I found out the key to success is? I'm not sure I'm the best guy to explain. The key to success is whenever you disagree with someone, it's okay to question their judgment, whether they're right or wrong. But it's never okay to question their motive. It's never, it's, the secret of success is never to question someone's motive. As this jackass has labeled us all, all ultra MAGA right wing uh, dangerous potential domestic terrorists. Because of course, when he, does, when he says things like that, he's actually saying what our motives are for wanting to save this country. Not that we love the constitution, that we appreciate Trump and his policies know that we are dangerous, gun-toting, ultra-magas. What a freaking hypocrite. But that wasn't the only instance of Hunter handling. What? The guys of the speech... Biden picks up the microphone and is going to speak into it. It look, looks like he's lost and know what the hell he's doing. And Hunter has to corral him. Wow. By the way, check out, uh, check out the gate of Biden. I know that Trump and Biden aren't any spring chickens, but uh, Biden seems to be hurting. Seems like a really difficult thing for him to even walk. Wow. Commander and thief. All that money he stole via his son, Hunter Biden. President Trump sat down with Tucker Carlson last night for an interview. We're going to see a few clips here. But this is what he uh, Trump had to say about Joe Biden running. Do you think Biden will stay in the race? Look, uh, I, I watch him just like you do. And I think it's almost inappropriate for me to say it. But I deal with other people. I don't see. I don't see how it's possible. And it's not. How it's not even possible. The guy is totally gone. Don't jump. Not an age thing. You know, like I say, I have friends that are 88, 89, 92. Bernie Marcus, Home Depot is 95. Smart as hell. He's sharp as he was. I mean, he's, you know, mentally, Bernie Marcus, Home Depot, founder of Home Depot, one yep. of the founders. Wow. I mean, I had a meeting with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, Biden is done. He can't do the job. Trump, let's go home. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today. There's something wrong. There is something wrong. Uh, let, me, uh, let me play this for you. This is Trump answering the question about what it was like when he was getting indicted. Once again, this is from Tucker Carlson's almost hour-long conversation with President Trump yesterday. 
Last week, you were in New York for this arraignment. The world watched it. You've not given an interview since. You were there, I think, 57 minutes. Tell us from your perspective what that was like. They were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison, in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Last yeah, people were crying because I'm telling you, the reaction a lot of people I've seen, they're just dismayed. Like a lot of, a lot of immigrants I've seen and spoken to, including my mother-in-law, who's not like super into politics, but she was like, que desgracia. Like she could not believe the United States that they would actually arrest a president, a former president. I tried explaining to her how that, why all that was going down. And she was like, no one gets arrested for that. And I was like, tienes razón, mamita. Uh, you're right. She, she totally understood. So I can imagine President Trump is very well loved in New York. Of course, it's a blue place. A lot of people don't like uh, President Trump. But a lot more people, I think, do than don't. I don't know if I can say that, but it seems to me from my experience the last few visits that that's the case. Or people are, you know, uh, somewhat apathetic. I don't know. If you're in New York City, tell me down below, is President Trump still well-liked? I say still because when he, he wasn't running against Hillary Clinton, people loved President Trump. They, uh, they loved Donald Trump, the Don. Of course, he had some haters. Anytime you're, everyone's going to always have haters. It's ridiculous to think that you're never going to have people against you. But if you're in New York, let me know down below if President Trump still has uh, tons of support and love coming out of the boroughs. Okay, as I reported, the, uh, the GOP House are going to have a hearing on New York City, the crimes, and Alvin Bragg. And the House Judiciary Committee are going to be hearing from victims of violent crimes when they do this meeting in New York City and featuring as one of its main witnesses, if you recall, Jose Alba, the bodega employee who was charged with murder for defending himself against a parolee who was in for violence and he simply defended himself against this man. We saw the, I showed the video on my other show, BCP Unfiltered, because I can't show that kind of stuff here on YouTube, but that video was readily available if you haven't seen it. The former bodega employee, Jose Alba, who was assaulted behind the counter on July 1st, 2022. Wow, it's been almost, not quite a year, but it didn't seem like that long ago. Will testify before the committee regarding Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's policy during an April 17th hearing. Alba is expected to testify that Bragg's policies have contributed to rising crime and made residents feel insecure during the hearing entitled Victims of Violent Crime in Manhattan. Madeline Brehm, a chairwoman of the Victim Rights Reform Council and mother of a homicide victim, will also be providing testimony. Republicans said the hearing will examine how Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's pro-crime, anti-victim policies have led to an increase in violent crime and dangerous community for New York City residents. But don't worry, he's keeping New Yorkers safe by arresting, indicting, and fingerprinting former presidents. Okay, now this is where I think Tucker Carlson may have committed a gross sin. Oh, not a sin in my book or your book, but against the overlords at Fox News. 
the Murdochs and the Paul Ryans, etc. Because not only did he have President Trump on his show, I want to remind you, President Trump has not been invited on a major Trump TV show, and Tucker Carlson is the biggest one. But Tucker Carlson dared say the following. We spent more than an hour with Donald Trump today, and we were struck throughout the course of the conversation how his grasp of foreign policy, this man who was supposedly stupid, his understanding of world affairs is so much more nuanced and sophisticated and pro-American than the moronic neocons currently in charge. It was remarkable. Let's send all our ammo to Ukraine. Zelensky's like Churchill. Okay. okay. So, of course, Tucker Carlson being anti-war like myself, uh, anti-warmongering and nation-building, his understanding of world affairs is so much more nuanced and sophisticated and pro-American than the moronic neocons currently in charge. Well, it's moronic neocons who are in charge at Fox News and at the Republican the, within the Republican Party. And Tucker Carlson didn't just tick him off once with showing the J6 footage, but he definitely has put himself in their sights again, pissing off the brass at Fox News, not just having President Trump on, but actually extolling the virtues of President Trump as a sophisticated, pro-American, nuanced world leader. Wow. All right, President Trump, saying it without saying it, we all know what's up. Who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? Um, I don't want to get our country in trouble, so I won't answer it. But I don't want to get our country in trouble, so I won't answer it. Did you, uh, asking a child, did you put your hand in the cookie jar? No. Can I see the if you have crumbs on your hands? Um, I can show you the crumbs on my hands, but I don't want to incriminate myself. But uh, I can tell you who it wasn't was Russia. Yeah. How about when they blamed Russia? You know, they said Russia blew up their own pipeline. You got a kick out of that one, too. It wasn't Russia. Yeah. So President Trump letting us know that, yeah, America did it, and it wasn't Russia. It wasn't Russia. All right. I want to end with this last clip from President Trump and have that segue into my last news story for this edition. I've ever seen. Than I've ever seen. So what do you think, since your poll numbers have risen consistently since they raided this place, Mar-a-Lago? Well, before they raided. In August. They, they were going up substantially before. They but definitely since, moved. Since that. then, they've really been going up. So what? how do you think that your opponents will respond? Like... How are they supposed to respond against a guy who's supposed to be knocking the side, knocked off into the sidelines, stifled and stopped because of these indictments, but yet he just grows in popularity? I don't know how well we have two opponents. We have a primary opponent. We have a general election. We're talking about the Democrats. I, I mean the Democratic Party using the legal system. Well, what they're doing is they're finding, and think of this, they say 11 million pages, but whatever it is, through all of these Democrats' investigations, I had the Mueller hoax, I had uh, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, Ukraine, 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 Russia, 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 you knew the Russia, Russia, Russia. I got that whole term from you, Russia, Russia, Russia. You'd be That's cool, President Trump giving a shout out to Tucker Carlson for the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing. I used to play that over the over the years on, the, on this program. I've played that clip over of 
of uh, Tucker Carlson going, Russia, 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 like that Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from uh, the Brady Bunch. That's kind of how he was modeling it after that. Marsha, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. It was very funny. And President Trump gracefully giving Tucker Carlson kudos for being the one to kind of coin that. Through all of these Democrats' investigations, I had the Mueller hoax. I had uh, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two. Ukraine, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. You knew the Russia, Russia, Russia. I got that whole term from you. Russia, Russia, Russia. You'd be screaming and I'd say, this guy's a comedian. But you remember that whole period of time. Quite well. It turned out to be a total fake. But think of this. You know, I tell this story very seldom, but because it's a sad story. So the Russia, Russia, Russia hooks was made up by crooked Hillary Clinton. A reminder that the animus from the deep state Democrats against President Trump has been going on since 2015. Adam Schiff, the DNC, the Democrat Party. Did he say the Democrat Party or the Democrat Party? I played that a couple of times and I couldn't tell if he said Democrat or Democrat. The dossier is a total fake thing. We're suing them now, as you know, on that. So we're suing them on that. President Trump is suing. And that's why I want to end with this last story. Trump is suing Michael Cohen in this whole Alvin Bragg case for $500 million. Wow. Donald Trump filed a lawsuit in federal court today, Wednesday, against his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, who has emerged as a key witness in the criminal case against the former president, seeking more than $500 million in damages for alleged breaches of fiduciary duty, unjust enrichment, conversion, and breaches of contract. The complaint accuses Cohen of violating his attorney-client relationship with Trump by publicly disclosing information about the former president and spreading falsehoods about Trump, likely to be embarrassing or detrimental, and partook in other misconduct in violation of the New York's rules of professional conduct. He unilaterally said, I'm going to waive attorney-client privileges, forgetting that he had a client that was out there, the person being unjustly looked into, of course, as Donald Trump. And now he's going to pay for it. I think every one of these bastards should be sued to oblivion and in the poorhouse for civil crimes and then have their arses thrown in jail or underneath the jail with the key thrown away for the more serious crimes. But unfortunately, too many Democrats have gotten away with crimes, harassment, and that's why they keep doing it. Thanks for being here, folks. Please like, share, and subscribe and put your comments down below. Don't forget to check out our other show, the BCP Report and BCP Unfiltered. Links to everything are down below. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.